Welcome to Taste Talks, the podcast which hopefully will inspire where you go next with myself, Keith Matten, and me, Olivia Byrne, the people behind the award-winning digital magazine, thetaste.ie. Each week we'll bring you a list of upcoming events, new bites to look out for in your weekly shop, a restaurant spotlight and a travel destination in Ireland. Once per month we will delve into a special guest's cravings and find out what food makes them happy. And lastly, we'll read out what has been keeping you hungry on social media this week. If you're new to this podcast, we highly recommend you check out all our other episodes. We promise they are all packed with foodie inspiration. So as we promised, once per month, we have a special guest and we're going to delve into their into the food that makes them happy. And this month's special guest is FM 104's Crossy. Now, Thomas Cross is an extremely busy man. Not only is he a key part of the Strawberry Alarm Clock team, he is also a host of many shows on the station and is trusted to interview all the stars as they land in Ireland. People in the live entertainment scene will know him from his bingo loco nights. And he was recently on TV on RTE doing Pulling With My Parents. But this time around, it was Celebrity Parents. And if you follow him on social media, you'll know that it's very, very clear that food is a big part of Crossy's day. He daydreams about it. He wakes up and thinks about food all the time. So welcome to Taste Talks, Crossy. Thank you very much. What a fantastic intro. I'm delighted. (laughs) I think people are going to kill me one of these days when they wake up and all they see is, what is he talking about today? What is your food today? But yeah, I just think about food all the time. My waistline doesn't really like it either or my bank balance, but I just love food. Adore it. Oh, well, we totally relate to all of those points. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm right, you woke up this morning dreaming of corned beef with brown sauce. So when I was when I was seven or eight, my mum used to go into the shop. It was called Dignan Shop. It's in Navin. And you know, when you get corned beef, not from the packet, but it's that big, massive chunk of meat and it has the cutter and you can either get it really thinly sliced or you can get it real chunky. My mum used yeah. to do that every Tuesday. And on Wednesday, my lunch on Wednesday was batch bread, uh, a place called Spicers that doesn't exist anymore in Navin. They had Spicers, yeah. batched bread, a lot of corned beef, and then brown sauce over it. No butter, crust cut off it, and I'd have it yeah. the next day for my lunch. And it was incredible, incredible. Yeah, yeah I totally relate. Yeah. I totally relate. Uh, same with, with us, uh, the local shop. It was like, even the smell of it, when you were bringing home, ours used to come in like a little brown paper bag. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, it was like a little parcel, a little treasure in the fridge. And I actually used to have the very same lunch, minus the brown sauce. So there would be no butter, yeah. just the bread and the corned beef. And I thought, I am living the dream. <laughs> Well, now, in our house, if you were lucky enough to get to the batch loaf before my other brothers and you got the heel, it was like the steak of bread. It was (laughs) the ultimate. (laughs) And there's only two heels. (laughs) Do you know what? what, And that's what I I always try and do, right? Because on radio... Nobody can see you most of the time on radio, you know, unless you're doing a video, it's always theatre of the mind. And since I was, what, 16, 17 working on radio, we were always told when you're explaining something, try and get the person to have that image in their head that they think 
they're in your head and that they're in front of you. So every time I try and talk about food, I try and bring people back to that time when they're at home with their family or they're with their friends or whoever it is and they feel that moment. They can almost even taste it. And for yeah, me, it was yeah. in the back of first class and second class in St. Paul's and Navin, having the corned beef sandwich, the batch bread, the no crust, the no just, just brown sauce. And you can smell that and you can feel that. And I think that's what it's about. You know, people are... I was just saying it recently that because someone was like, why do you always talk about it? And I'm like, because if you go on to Twitter and you go on to Instagram, it's just depressing all the time. It's just people are talking about COVID. They're either worried or they're either looking for retweets or they're, you know, it's just I'm like, imagine someone just talking about food all the time in this whole chaos that's going on at the minute. You can't offend anybody. You can't annoy anybody. You know, you'll get people to think, oh, and what about that? Oh, yeah, geez, that's a nice bit of food. Or that food is rank. Like I, I did one before. Um, my granny, um, when we used to go out to her, she used to always get us to have tomato sandwiches. Now, yeah. I think there was a method. <laughs> there was a method to her madness. I think she was trying to get rid of us. So she used to, you know, Saturday afternoon we'd go out and she'd have white bread and then she'd have the tomatoes all chopped up and that would be our sandwiches. Anyone else would be like, that's rotten. But somehow I loved it. So I was like, I used to always, you know, can't wait for Saturday. We're going to have the sandwich. <laughs> and you know, the, the bread would be really soggy. You dose it with salt, like dose it with salt. And, you know, like, I love those type of things. And I remember someone was going like, oh my God, that's disgusting. And like, they were giving out to me. I was like, but look, I've brought up something for you because you're going to now start thinking about your granny. What did she make? How did she make it? And it will bring you back to that time. And it just means you're not thinking about COVID or sad stuff or stuff that's going on in the world that people are just sick of. And I just think that's that's what food has been to me, especially over the last year. Yeah, yeah. It's the one thing that joins us all together. So, Crossy, I just want to bring you back to your childhood. You've been sort of talking about it there. Um, so give people a sense of where you grew up and, and uh, who was in the house. Was there any fussy eaters or anything like that? Do you know what? I've, I, so I'm originally from Navin. And yeah. I left Navin when I was 17 to move to Dublin. So I've been going out in Navin quite a bit. But for us, you know, like we were like a, a worker family. Um, my mom mind kids at home. Uh, my dad worked day and night. Um, you know, he was working. He, he has a furniture factory. But back when I was young, he was working in a factory that he was employed by somebody. And then at night in the shed beside us, he was working for himself. So that was our family, you know. Um, we used to have a takeaway every Friday. My mom would never cook on a Friday. My mom is also a terrible cook, like a terrible <laughs> cook. Um, like we never had pasta. I never had pasta till I was eighteen, because you know, yeah. what, what would you what would you be doing with that? So you're not in, you're not in Italy. That was the, and I think that's where I get all my food habits from, is from that, you know. And I used to when I when I was in school in secondary school, I used to go to my aunts and have my lunch in my aunt's because she lived next door and it was saving me, you know, going down to whatever shop it was and getting a roll. I was getting a gorgeous dinner every lunch. So I was in their family home oh, for six years at lunchtime getting their dinner. So I was looking at what they were cooking. I was looking at what my mom was cooking. Completely different because my aunt was going to Lanzarote on holidays. We were going to Tremor. So, you know, yeah. there was that difference in a, a working class family and my aunt who probably, you know, wasn't, you know, was probably one step ahead of that. So I think all my food traits and all that came from growing up in that sort of situation, you know, go out to my granny's house and my uncles would have been, what, in their 30s when I was young, when I was like only a little fella. And I used to go out and I used to rob their dinner 
on a on a, on a Sunday going out. So I was looking at their dinners as well, you know. And my granny yeah. would be like, my mother multiplied by fifty, you know. Oh, yeah. So you know stuff like that. I always kind of think it was like, where did I get my weird food combinations from? Like I always know when you go out to my granny's house, there was always cabbage, always cabbage, and she'd one of those aga stoves, you know, those aga. Yeah. Yeah. And like on top of the Aga stove, she'd have clothes. You know, she'd put the, and that's all the memories I would have, you know. So she'd be cooking the dinner, but then the, the heat of the, oh, that sounds absolutely gross, but it was a proper old fashioned Irish house. So it, that was me, you know. I, oh, I yeah, think. Yeah, was the very same. Mm. Mine, like my grandparents, the very same growing up. And even my parents' house, I remember when I was very young, they had one of those stoves and there was the kind of like a rack over it. <laughs> yes, the oh, rack. <laughs> Out of now, when you say it is gross, <laughs> <laughs> but I never actually even thought about that till now. That's so funny. <laughs> Going walking around wearing a blouse with cabbage in it, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the strange thing about us, like, so I we knew we knew every single day what we were having for dinner every day. My mother never deviated, and the kitchen was open at one o'clock, the kitchen was open at six o'clock. And that was it. You know, you yeah. wouldn't be, if you went in at seven o'clock and said, mom, I want this, you'd be like, absolute no. It's completely different, you know, these days. But yeah. back in the 90s, on Mondays, we had the remnants of the Sunday dinner. And if she didn't cook a Sunday dinner, we had the Sunday dinner on the Monday. Uh, <laughs> the Tuesday, Never we had, yeah, on the Tuesday, we had uh, chops. And we had chops with mashed potatoes and onions and peas. But the chops were always brick hard. Like they were burnt chops. Real burnt. But I love them. I always love a burnt chop. I'm always like, just give it an extra 10 minutes on the frying pan. Be grand. Wednesday, yeah. she'd cook chips. Like she'd cut chips herself with uh, oh. eggs and uh, either fish fingers or a homemade burger. Thursday yeah. was always the dodgy day because that was the day that, you know, it was the day before payday and it was the day before she went shopping. So you yeah. could have mashed potato, beans and black pudding or you could have <laughs> sausage, uh, sausage peas and maybe one of those Findus, you know, those Findus uh, mince pie things. Crispy yeah, yeah. Pancakes. Yeah, or a bit of liver or a gammon steak or whatever. Yeah. And then Friday was the takeaway. Um, and in our house and we were kind of lucky you know because I said someone was like oh we had a takeaway every Friday and I think that's where I get my tendencies to go to Romeo's all the time is that <laughs> yeah, you know we kind of grew we actually only got a takeaway I think maybe twice a year yeah that's mad yeah and like I never thought of that you know for us you know I, I think it's because my dad had worked he was doing two jobs and my mom was working as well that you know they were kind of like we're going to have a takeaway every Friday Every yeah. every single Friday, so I think that's my weight and health issues probably started from when I was five years of age. And we were getting a takeaway Saturday. Then, like it's mad. I always tell people Saturday in our house was really weird because we always had a hot chicken roll. That's what we had for dinner, a hot okay. chicken roll with coleslaw, and it was the same for. And it, it, do you know what? It actually, if you go back home to our house on like on this Saturday, she will get a roll from Tesco, hot chicken. And coleslaw. And it's weird. Like, even the odd time when I'm up here on my own, I would go to Tesco and I would buy that on a Saturday. And I remember my housemate going, Why do you always get that every Saturday? And I'm like, You know what? I actually don't know why I always get that this Saturday. But it's one of those things I think it's in my head that, you know, it's like a tr- tradition now or something like that. Yeah. But our house. And let me ask you this I, I remember my mother always playing weird games on uh, myself and my brothers. So she'd give us a full Sunday dinner, and then in the middle of the table, she would put three roast potatoes. And she'd say, Whoever finishes first gets all the roast potatoes. 
So she was actually promoting indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't know anything different, you know, like, you know, it, it was all these foods were so wholesome and they were so, and they were made with love, you know, like, Ma, yeah. did you find that your family would start cooking dinner at 12 o'clock and you'd have the dinner at three o'clock and the yeah. house would be yeah, yeah. smelling of either a chicken dinner or, you know, it could have been ham or it could have been roast beef yeah. and you'd go to mass at 11 o'clock and you'd know on the way home my mom would buy the Sunday World and then she'd have that with country music on in the background <laughs> like we had LMFM and Loud and Meath and I'd always remember your mom would come on at 12 o'clock and he'd have his team tune and he'd always go hello there and then his team tune would run <laughs> and every Sunday my mom would go I bet you he's going to say hello there and we knew he was going to do it but that you know those situations they're always the same in everyone's house but they're just that tad bit different but everyone had yeah. that their dinner rituals, whatever time they wear. And yeah, I just, I, I love seeing that. I said to someone recently, I went to Dermot Kennedy and um, I was in the three arena and I saw this woman and her daughter in front of me. And I just kind of, I kind of was like, oh my God. I was like, I know exactly how their day is going. They've come up to Dublin for the day. They've got the Lewis down to the three arena. They're staying in a hotel somewhere in Dublin. They've saved up for it. They've looked forward to it. Yeah. They're going to watch this. They've got popcorn. They've got their two little Coke drinks. The mother's going to have a bottle of wine, sorry, a glass of wine. They'll go back home, the Lewis, delighted with life. Mam will yeah. ring home and say, do you know what? It was a great day. And they'll go to bed. And it's those simple things that I, you know, you can all imagine what it was like, you know, even if you brought your kids or you were brought to places like that. And I think, you know, I just hope my tweets sometimes would make people just stop and go, wow. You know, yeah, the simple the things. Isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just- evokes like a really warm feeling because like you know when you even talk there about the burnt chops I can totally relate <laughs> sorry Betty if you're listening that's my mom <laughs> but um yeah I can totally relate and at the time you're going oh Jesus I don't want this dinner again mm. but now you find yourself wanting to cook it just to get that feeling back yeah, yeah. I actually remember my poor mom and if she's listening she used to work an awful lot so she used to make our dinners in the morning at about <laughs> 7 a.m i'd love that yeah so she'd make them at 7 a.m and she'd leave them in the oven on a oh. low heat all day. <laughs> yes and then you would come home around two o'clock from primary and she would have made liver now the liver was so hard it was like eating a leather shoe you know what i mean <laughs> And there would be a layer of crust over the potato and yeah. the peas would be crunchy. <laughs> oh, oh, but I could taste that. I could visualize that in my head. You know, the old little cookers that had the the grill on top, you know, like the, yeah. they were green or it was yeah. a yellow cooker. And yeah, I, I see. I think my mom would have done that before. You know, I think it was just, you know, we got on with life you know dinner was yeah, kind yeah. of you know it wasn't this big fancy thing in our house like for us I remember when I first started going out in Dublin um, we go to restaurants and all that and I used to see people have steak and there was blood coming out of it and I was like what on earth is this my mom cooks a steak for 30 minutes no lie 30 minutes and you know what there's times when I'm in restaurants in Dublin and I'm like will you put that on and make it nearly burnt and like I could see them wanting to stab me to go get out of here but it just it was what I grew up on and we weren't fancy like we were far from fancy our dinner our dinners were normal you know like do you remember white sauce 
You know, like, yeah. yeah. I put that on my Instagram before. And people were like, what on earth is that? And I was like, did people not have that before? Like white sauce is to me is gorgeous. Yeah. Mash it up with the spuds and oh, just, you know. And then other people are like, oh yeah, you'd get wheat and bar, whatever way they do. And I was like, I don't even know how my mother made it. Like she's, she can't cook. So I would presume it's something, it was something she learned from my granny when they had absolutely zero money. And it was, you know, they had to feed, yeah. feed eight kids. And I think that's what it probably was. But, <laughs> you know, and the white yeah. sauce was a big thing. and It was probably cheaper. But yeah, I, 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 I find it really weird sometimes when people think, like when they look at my food or look at my food choices and they're like, what, how? Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do a TV show at the minute and uh, on food. Um, I've pitched it into a few people. So hopefully next year it's going to take off the ground. Like it nearly did this year and it, it nearly did this year. And then, you know, with the pandemic and all that, just things have, it, 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 anyway, hopefully next year it's going to happen. But one of the people that I had a meeting with on it, I was talking about the burnt chops, the white sauce and the mash. And that person got back to me the next day and says, my mum used to do the same. And I cooked it for my kids tonight. My mum died 20 years ago. And she says, I was really crying listening to it. And I was like, that's what we want. I was like, that's the type of thing I want to do is to get people to think of these foods and just to go, ah, isn't this amazing? Isn't this just a gorgeous, a gorgeous warm hug of food? Yeah, and there's such, like, I suppose now more than ever, everyone is stressed and, you know, the world is just a crazy place. And it's so nice to just be able to escape in your mind for a few minutes. And, you know, it's a warm, wholesome memory. And like you say, when you tweet about it, when you talk about it, you can't offend anybody. Nobody can be put out about it. It's just really nice and a really, really good distraction, I think. So let me bring you back to the questions. Now, you've answered an awful lot of them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, this is my problem. People say I ramble too much and I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'll give you an image. So when my dad uh, would come home and he was in a great mood, uh, he'd come in, minder would be on, so we'd be allowed to stay up late. He'd have a couple of ice creams. He'd have a feast, but that would not be for a child. That would definitely be for a parent. A Cornetto, again, it would not be for a child. (laughs) And then you'd have a couple of orange splits. That would be for the children. So good. Yeah. So my question to you would be, what would you consider a big treat from either your mum or dad when they would have come home on a night, you know? So our treat, our treat, right? This this is absolutely, you said Minder. What was that other show? So I was 12, 13, 14, I would say. Yeah. And I, I I found out quite, you know, maybe when I was maybe 11 even, that on a Thursday night, my so my dad wouldn't work in the shed on a Friday or Saturday. He'd work Monday to Thursday till midnight, sometimes 11 o'clock. And like he would have been up from 8am working that day, you know, so long days. And yeah. I know he dropped the sewing lady and he dropped the other person who he employed home at about maybe half 10, 11, maybe quarter past 11. And he'd yeah. stop off in the Valley Cafe in Navin and get just three bags, sorry, two bags of chips and two portions of onion rings. And he'd bring them home and myself and my mum would sit down and they'd watch the Sweeney because it oh. used to be on Virgin Media TV3. So you'd have the news. Remember Lorraine Keane used to do the entertainment, yeah. entertainment yeah. news and then it would go into the Sweeney. And I used to smell the chips. So I used to always wake up and I got to a thing now where I was allowed to. So I could go to bed at nine o'clock and I could get up at 11, 11 at night and I'd have myself one onion ring and a couple of chips. And to me, that was a treat. And I always remember that. I always, 
It was a Thursday, you know, you'd be tired, but you'd still be groggy. And it's weird, right? Because the onion rings in Navan are, are, are not like the onion rings you get in Dublin. You know, the onion rings in Dublin are the ones with the holes in it. In Navan, yeah. the onion rings you get, in all the chippers in Navan, every single chipper in Navan, the onion ring you get is whole. So it's like, the, you know, the potato scallops that everyone has in Dublin? Yeah. It's that but an onion. Oh and God. they're absolutely gorgeous. And I have... I have been to every Romeo's, I've talked to the owner of Romeo's and I have tried to explain and they're great crack with me because fair play to the ones in Donnybrook. They're always, they're always trying their best to do it. And they're like, we can't. it's like, how do they cut the hole without cutting it, making a hole inside it? And, yeah. uh, and when I walk in, uh, they always throw me in a potato scallop to go try and turn me into wanting them. Like, no, give me an onion ring without the hole. But that oh, to yeah. me is yeah. a treat. That was oh, always yeah. the treat. And you know, it wasn't a full bag of chips. It was a couple of chips and it was one onion ring and they were watching the Sweeney and I can still remember the team tune. And that was every, every Thursday night for a few years up until, yeah. you know, I got a bit older. That was a treat for me. Were the, were the chips drenched in salt and vinegar? I yes. Know. Yes. Yeah. Swimming. <laughs> swimming in salt and vinegar. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, Percy, let's bring you uh, from your childhood now to the dating years. And you're probably still in the dating years. And we want to talk about maybe some great dates that you've had, maybe the restaurants that you've went to and some disaster dates as well. Oh, I've had, do you know, I've had so many disaster dates. They're actually hilarious. I remember being in Dakota. And do you remember Dakota used to do uh, like a tenor deal? Before COVID, it was like you can get chicken wings and a wrap, or you can get soup and a sandwich. But oh, it was a ten. Yeah. It was a tenner. Now you don't get like five or six chicken wings and a little wrap, and I think you can get a drink as well. It was like a tenner. I think it went up to eleven ninety five then. But yeah. I went on a. I used to go there quite a bit, and I went on a date there before. Now I only recently I'm starting to try and like butter. I just I, I I when I was growing up I didn't like butter. My mother used to put it on everything and I used to eat it. But I think yeah. I just kind of overdosed in it. And she said I used to eat it out of the carton, which makes me just oh <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. But I, I, I'm now I'm now afraid of butter. So when I was on I was on a date with this this guy and it was really good and we we're getting on really well. But he noticed every time he put butter on whatever he was, whatever he had, that I'd be chatting to him, but I wouldn't be noticing that my hands would be, you know, putting the butter, put it, you know, turning the the piece of paper upside down so I couldn't see the butter. And he was right. like, "I've noticed you doing that. Like, why are you doing it?" And I was like, "Oh, I hate butter." I was like, "I'd actually vomit now if you even." And then he started picking it up, and he went oh. to put it on, on my face. And I, swear, I was like, I just have to go to the toilet. And I did. I, I was close to getting sick. I, 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 that's how much I don't like it. And oh. um, he did it again. And I was like, oh, I have to go to the toilet. What I did was I paid. And you know the way you can go out the opposite side, the Drury Street yeah. part. I paid for the food, and I walked <clears> in, and I texted him. And I was like, I'm sorry. I told you twice. I don't <laughs> like but So that was a disaster date for me. Another disaster oh, date before where... Uh, we went, we went for wine, we were in the Bailey and the Bailey has that potato bravis, it's gorgeous oh, and yeah. I like the Bailey, it's, you know what, it is what it is, you know, couple of glasses of wine, potato bravis, you get the nachos, you sit down, you watch people, I used to bring yeah. loads of people on dates there and um, went on a date with this guy, everything was going really well, all of a sudden this fellow walks past him and he's like, ah, oh, whatever your man's name was, come on in. And I was like, oh, he's bringing someone else on the date that we're on what? a date. What's going on here? He's like, this is my boyfriend. And I went, what? what? And he was like, oh, did you not know that like we're in an open relationship? And I was like, good night. I was like, I'm, I didn't go to the Bailey for about four months afterwards. I was so traumatized. I was like, where are these 
normal people. There's none anymore. Everyone's mad. But the, I, yeah, I do like what. What I like to do is about dates first. Is I like to go on a coffee first. I had so many bad dates with food that I decided that coffee's perfect because it's twenty minutes. Yeah. So if you do like them, you can go on another date with them, and it means then you can sit down and enjoy the food and talk about food. And I, and I do like I, I do like chatting to people who love food like I, yeah. I, I think you know that's a perfect I remember went on a date before to Seoul you know on say oh, William Street yeah. and we got that Seoul terror have you ever had that before yeah. oh yes. my god so good and we ended up having the crack because we were eating the food talking about food we were comparing restaurants like I have a list at home I have a list of restaurants that I want to go to and, you know, I could go to two of them a week. I could go to one of them a month, but it's a list and it keeps growing. And I just find it's one of those things that, you know, you can keep on, you can keep on doing. And it just makes it that bit more, you know, kind of like exciting that you're going, right, I've take that off the list. What did you make of it? And like, I have, a little, I write stuff down going, right, like this, want to go here, want to go there. Um, didn't like this part of the food, but let's go back. Maybe go on a date or go with a friend or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, I, my dates and are a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you actually feel comfortable eating on the date? Because the reason why I ask this is I remember I took Olivia on a date and we went to Vida Chateau and Nice and she has no problem eating on a date. Like the food was flying over her shoulder as I was trying to cook. <laughs> now what did you have what were you eating what was the, the, this is when it comes to dates like what were you eating well tell them about the desserts oh there you go. well yeah no I'll start, I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> so I was having these gorgeous scallops to start oh, like, you know, and, like yeah I'm, I definitely grew up like you Cossie like not in fancy restaurants not with fancy dinners so you know when I get them I really appreciate them yeah. and so I was milling into my starters <laughs> God, it's embarrassing now when I think of it. And then I had, I think I had a steak as well. I think we both had steaks. Yeah. 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 But but what happened then was I thought, <laughs> so I was going, I went, oh, like I always have dessert. In fact, like I kind of love, love dessert, dessert first. Yeah. yeah. And they had a churros and, you know, hot chocolate sauce and all this on the menu. And I was like, oh, we have to get dessert. And Keith was kind of like, ah, uh, I'm not really pushed. And to be honest, my initial thought was, he's a bit of a scalp. <laughs> he's like, pushing out for dessert. Like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> anyway, he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm type one diabetic. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I was literally like pushing the sugariest thing. <laughs> yes. Those churros are completely, completely sugary. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So are are you like Olivia? You just tuck into the food, and it doesn't matter if the scallops are flying into <laughs> your date space or anything like that. Do you know what? I, I for for years, I'll tell you the truth. For years, I was so body conscious, uh, conscious, and I was so you know like I'd order a salad when I salads bore me. There's no, I don't like you know. Uh, some salads are you can you know if you kind of spruce them up they're nice but I when I was on dates I used to get salads or get something that was skinny because I was yeah. like oh I'm too fat for this or oh god like uh, nearly apologizing for the way I looked and yeah. up until like the past three or four years I'm literally like this is me you can have me the way I am and if I go to a restaurant, I'm going to have a starter, I'm going to have a main and I'm going to have a dessert. And that is it. So I've now become really comfortable. And I, I'd nearly probably eat chicken wings on a date. 
Um, oh. <laughs> are you like a no-no for that? I have already done. I well, already. It's like we're a bit in now, but yeah, I definitely did that on a crossy. Maybe, maybe heard of one <laughs> it was the, it was the second date. There was I could not believe it. I got I got like a soup and I was like drinking it like royalty. Like you can get nothing in my chin. And she ordered a big bowl of hot sauce chicken wings. Wow. Oh my god. No, now here's the like, question. No, did I you would... have um did you uh, have knives and fork or did you eat it with your hands? Oh hands. Brilliant. See now if you I had have ended with knife and fork out the door, I would have said out the door. Rossi, she actually <laughs> has this trick where she <laughs> calm down. Where she can debone a chicken wing with one twist of her finger. I know someone like that as well. It's like a talent. That's like a Britain's Got Talent thing that you're able yeah. to do these things. Yeah, I don't. I, like, I always leave a bit of chicken on the meat. I'm sorry, on the bone. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That is a talent and a half. I don't know how you're yeah, able to I do that. Yeah, I've seen someone on, on fucking Instagram or someone doing it uh, like years ago and it's my party trick now. But I, <laughs> like I think by the time we had our first, second or third date, I was just weary of dates and relationships and I think I was just going, ah, sure, we'll go out and have the nice food. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I wasn't looking to be fair, to be honest. And I was like, this is great crack. And yeah, I'm like yourself. I was just like, oh, sure, I am what I am. And, you know, it's well, either right or it's wrong. But, so. Crossy, it is a bit weird when you look across the table <laughs> and there's a plate full of bones that have absolutely <laughs> yeah. no meat left on them. <laughs> no, I'll make it more weirder for you. I did go on a date before and the guy got chicken wings and he ate them with a knife and fork. And I we ended up going on a few more dates after that. But I, I should have. That, that was a red flag for me that I should have <laughs> yeah. said to myself. And I remember breaking up and I was a bit upset over it. But I remember just thinking... Who eats chicken wings with a knife and fork? I was like, that was a red flag and, you know, not normal and not, you know, like I'm kind of seeing someone now at the minute and they are, they're mad into just, you know, pizza and chicken wings and all normal food. And like I said it to him, we always laugh about it because like, like I want to go to restaurants. He's like, oh no, I'm, I want to, you know, extend my palate uh, and be able to eat more and all that. But I now have a friend who who loves food as well and his missus, does you know likes pizza and wings and all that so now me and my friend just go for dinners all the time and people think we're dating each other and I'm like no no he's straight I'm gay I was like we are completely not in no way aligned to each other like that but we just you know we now have so I have two lists now I have a list now with the guy I'm kind of seeing and I have a list with my friend and for the fancy one I don't even mean fancy I mean you know like going into one of favourite restaurants is Spread Asura, you know, on Camden Street. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the guy I'm seeing, it's probably a bit too, you know, gooey or a bit whatever. But the other guy, my friend, he's like, when are we going to Spread Asura? We need to go again. So it's kind of, <laughs> I've kind of like, I have two relationships at the same time when it comes to, I have two food relationships. You've got the perfect balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so, so it's bad. So speaking of dates, uh, you were on the RT show Pulling With My Celebrity Parents. Um, it was a brilliant show, and I think you were fantastic on it. Thank I was you. really surprised that you had Biddy and Fidelma from Glen Rowe as your parents. See, this is the thing, right? So everybody, you know, everyone when when they were doing it, you know, just got their mom and dad to do it, and they did it, and they they came to me about it, and they're like, "Look, we want you to do it." So I rang my mom, and I was like, 
do you want to be part of it? And she says, no, I don't. And for years, I've been pushing my mom to do things, you know, on the radio or on, on yeah. Instagram. My mother's only got Instagram recently and she's absolutely obsessed with it. But Aww. she's more of a, you know, looking at it rather than being honest. She's no no business whatsoever. And I was like, do you know what? I need to stop pushing her doing things because it's not nice. It's not, you know, she just doesn't want to yeah. do it. She just want to do it. So I went back to the TV company and I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, I can't do it because my mom doesn't want to do it and that means I'm void from it. Yeah. And they're like, we really want you to do it. We think it would be good crack. They were like, do you have, because I lived, I've been living in Dublin for so long now, do you know anybody that would be a mother figure to you or a father figure to you that could do it? And first of all, I thought it was Elaine Crowley. So I rang Elaine. Elaine was like, I'm not old enough to be your mother. <laughs> and it turns out, like, I was, come on, lady. I was like, you just pretend to be my mom. Not pretend, but you're like, you're like a mother figure. And she's like, I'm not a mother figure. I'm your friend. So uh, that ended that one. And um, I was like, do you know what? There's somebody else I was like, I was like, we could do. And I was like, she's fantastic. And uh, Mary McAvoy, who played Biddy and Glen Rowe, is a, a really, really good friend of mine, a really close friend of mine. And um, I rang Mary and I was like, do you want to be my mom? And she was like, absolutely. And she actually looks like my mom as well, which is Aww. even more funnier. So when we were doing it, um, there's a, a girl called Ailish Cantwell. Um, yeah. Key, you know, yeah. Yeah. So when I lived in Castle Knock, I used to go over to a book club that Ailish had in her house every second Friday. But the thing was... I never went for the book part of it. I went for the cheese board and the food and the red <laughs> wine. And I ended up meeting a lady called Eunice. And Eunice played Fidelma in Glen Row. Uh, yeah. So I said it to Mary. I was like, do you think Eunice will be up? You know, these guys haven't been on TV together in 20 years. So it's been yeah, 20, yeah. 20 years this year, uh, Glen Row ended on RTE. So I was like, imagine the both of you came on as a mom and an aunt and that's how the whole thing started. So our show was a bit different to everyone else's because they had blood relatives on it. Whereas, you know, everyone has a different mom or dad in their life that, you know, may not be their their real mom or dad. And like Mary's so close to me and we get on so well that it was great to have Eunice there as well. So the show was brilliant. The lads were gas. Um, yeah. We had great crack. We did it during the summer. So it was immense heat. I mean, the heat. We were in RD in County Louds doing the dates. And at one stage, I actually, like, I looked burnt on the TV. I remember looking at myself going, oh my God. And I think we were watching in October when it was so cold. I was like, jeez. If you, anyone only ever knew how warm and hot it was. It was such a great experience. So much has come out of it. Um, I've done stuff for the Today show uh, with Claire Byrne on the radio talking about dates and all that. And like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for if it wasn't for um the the TV show and all that. So it was, it was really cool yeah. to do something that was a bit different. It was during lockdown, so we were not kind of like we were coming half a lockdown, so we were able to do things because we were recording a TV show. So I was it was good. It was really good fun. Um, yeah. did not find love and it's really weird like when I do some of my bingo shows people come up and they're, they they probably didn't hear the start of the show where we explained how Mary you know is not my mom but people think is your mom yeah. Biddy and it's just got to the stage now where even Mary now where, where she lives she just goes yeah that's my son he's on the radio and it just makes it easier and like my mom's just my mom doesn't not doesn't care she's just like yeah she was like well, you don't need to go into that whole spiel all the time it's like well my mom can't do it blah, blah, blah. but uh, no it was good fun it was different and like hopefully more stuff comes out of it so fingers yeah, crossed absolutely. and I know you're always on Twitter you're a big TV fan you're always talking about the, the latest show and so forth so I'd say you were mad into Glenroe when you were a kid yes. and can you understand 
why these two girls were fighting over that piece of meat. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, the very first time I met Eunice, who was Fidelma, oh, 10 years ago, I don't know, I was at some event with uh, with our our mutual friend, Ailish, and the first question I asked after a few wines was, what did it taste like? What was he like? Was he a good kisser? Oh my God. Oh, stop. And she still remembers, I remember taking a photograph and I wrote something, not horrible, like cringy. And I posted it on Facebook. Anyway, I woke up the next morning and I had almost a thousand messages from my mother. And she's like, get that fucking thing down. And I was like, what thing? <laughs> she's like, go on to your Facebook. And I was like, oh my God, God rest poor Miley's soul. Like I yeah. had wrote something so, not vulgar, but it was funny if you were watching it. But yeah, Eunice always remembers that, you know, our first time meeting, Aww. I asked what was it like to kiss Miley. But like I was asking them and like some of it came out in the TV show where I was like, what was it like back then? You know, like Mary, yeah. was, like Mary would always say, she said, there was no social media back then. But if you were in, if you were in a town, like if you were in Moat or if you were in, you know, somewhere down in Tipperary or whatever, and you were in the village, everyone knew about it. Oh, it was the biggest story. And they had, they had an opinion about you as well, you know? And she said, like, I know the girls were saying for years they couldn't go anywhere during the show. Because if you think of it now, if that TV show was on now and Miley was with Fidelma, yeah. There would be a question over that, it, not over, not over Fidelma. Like the, the, the Eunice said, the names she used to be called, and she used to be put out of shops because people thought she was Fidelma. Oh, you, know? <laughs> you know, but she says if it was now and and, th- and and like in these days, it would have been the other way around. Miley, the actor who played Miley, Mick would have been kicked out because yeah, he would have been yeah. seen as the dirty elfula. Yeah, you know, yeah. going after your your wife's cousin. Yeah. So well, it's mad how things change. Speaking of the dirty fella in Glenrow, I thought you'd be more of a Dick fan than Miley. Ah, the Lothario, Dick Moran, yeah. the Lothario. And what was your one's name that he was married to? Was it Mary? That was yeah. Mary. Yeah, yeah. Mary Dick Bird. Awesome. Oh, he was a little Lothario, wasn't he? He was like yeah. the Max Branning of Brook, of Brookside, or or yeah. he was a Des Barnes in Coronation Street. You know, he was the. <laughs> The suave type guy. See, we would have watched soaps. The lads always take the mick out of me here and work. My mother would stick on the TV at half five and would watch the soaps right up until nine o'clock at night. So I, I, I sound like I watch the soaps all the time. I don't. I read about them or, you know, I'd sit down and watch it. And I kind of, it just means that you're able to talk about it on the radio and have the chats about whatever TV show was on and all that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> the people think it's like, you're weird. You just sit down all the time and watch TV. I'm like, no, I like terrestrial TV. I don't like, like I have all your, all your streaming services and all that and I yeah. watch them all, but there's nothing is better than sitting down with a glass of wine, a bowl of popcorn, and you're tweeting about something that's happening now at this moment in time. And everybody's opinion. And there you go. I don't yeah. like this crack of you watching it tonight, me watching it tomorrow, someone else watching it the next day. Let's watch it together, talk about it together, have the crack together. And I think with streaming, you can't do that because everyone is yeah. on at different different times. Okay, well, let me bring you up to date. So up to date, Crossy, okay? So you work with Jim Jim and Nobby on a daily basis. They're both great guys, yeah? Yeah, but yeah. We want, we want to destroy this relationship. No. So if you had a Christmas table and there was only one seat left at the table, who would you bring and why? Would it be Jim Jim or Nobby? You can't bring both of them. 
Oh God! Oh wow! See, they both they they both have great food tastes. Uh, Jim oh. Jim is fantastic at making pizzas. He's got oh. a pizza oven. He loves pizza, but Nobby has one of those eggs. You know those big green eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he gets his his meat. It's a Rafael out in Sutton. Is it Higgins or something like that? That butchers. Do you know that yeah. everyone's always talking about? He gets yeah. his meat from there, and he prides himself. And every week he comes in and goes, "I'm after getting a gram bit of meat. It costs blah blah blah, and I'm putting it in here, <laughs> and I'm doing it there." And whereas when I'm coming, I'm like, "I've just done this. I've just done that," and they're telling me, you know, like every day I always look at Jim's lunch because you know he makes some unreal pasta as well like he's very more Italian based whereas Nobby's got your proper meat and your steaks and they're all in that big green thing so I think for the food it's going to be Nobby because as much as I love pasta and I love pizza and all that I just you yeah. can't beat a good bit of meat and when it's on the barbecue so I would say Nobby for that I would say the oh. one seat would be just because of that reason the pizza oh. um, yeah <laughs> I think the pizza so would just make your me better. Favorite, Jim, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> the lads would be like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, you are a huge fan of going for a pint after work. So if you could bring four people, any people in the world to share a pint and a chat with, who would you bring? Right, I was thinking, I was thinking about this. Um, I would say one of them would be Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. oh, I love her. Her smile. Yeah. Julia Roberts to me. I interviewed her there. Um, oh, God, it was three years ago. And I just remember walking in and I went, I just was like, your smile. She looked at me and I was like, I told her a story that uh, <laughs> I went to uh, Notting Hill to see the front door of Notting Hill. And oh. didn't, didn't they paint the door? So I'm, I could have been on any door anywhere in London. And it's just <laughs> me outside a poxy door. And she started laughing. And I was like, I'm from Dublin. I'm from Ireland. And um, she's like, oh, I got married in Ireland once. And I was like, I know, I know the driver. And then all of a sudden, we, we just started having this conversation. And, you know, we only have seven minutes. Like these interviews that we do are always, there's such a quick turnaround. People think, you know, you're in there for 20 minutes. Yeah. If the interview's seven minutes, you're in there for eight. 30 seconds to sit down, 30 seconds to get up, seven minutes to do your interview in and out. So I think Julia Roberts, I'd love to have a conversation with her about, I don't know, life. I just think yeah. she's, I think she's just amazing. Um, I think, I'm, I'm trying to think who else, because I, I was thinking earlier on, I was like, I have so many people that I want to meet. Richard Attenborough. Sorry, David oh, Attenborough. Oh. David Attenborough, I should say. Sorry, David Attenborough. To me, you know, he's had such a, a fantastic life. He's been places and yeah. he's done so much. And I think another person who is probably Ireland's, I would say Ireland's number one storyteller is Hector O'Hokagon. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. My God, like he, he is a podcast with Tommy and Larita and yes. he has been to so many places and he has done so many things in life. I just love hearing how he describes things and talks about things. And I would like to see himself and David Attenborough in one room and how they would have conversations with each other and oh, what they stop. would talk yeah. about and, you know, how they would how they would see things and have they seen the same things before? Have they been to the same places before? Um, yeah. So I think that's true. So if I had one more person, who would it be? I think, you know, I, you'd probably have to go for a bit of eye candy, I'd say. I'd say Justin Bieber. I think he's so... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> so people would be like, what the hell? I think Justin Bieber. I think he has seen 
so much in his life. I know, very weird. Very, I think he'd have chicken wings. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Hector's face. As he's, <laughs> I, think- I was literally sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> number four. Oh, Justin B. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think the poor Biebs has gone through so much in his life that I think he's out of it now. And I just, I would love to see Julia Roberts chat to him because she's been through it all. She's done it all. And for her to kind of go, cop yourself on, you know, who are you? What are you? Because if you ever see, there's always that glazed look in his face. And then you'd have Hector trying to speak Irish to him. <laughs> you'd have David Attenborough going, you know, I've seen some things in this world and, you know, comparing everything together. I think that would be, that's probably the weirdest five people you'd ever had at a dinner table. But, uh, well, oh anyway. well, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, but do you know what it does tell me? It tells me that, um, at your final point, you have four seats. You don't want any of your family there. Um, you don't want any of your friends there, and you certainly don't want Jim Jim there. <laughs> oh God, oh, they can Jim cook Jim. the food. <laughs> they can cook the food. It's totally fine. They can cook the food. <laughs> um, okay, a couple of last questions. So, uh, right now, what is your favorite restaurant in Dublin at the moment? Oh, Spresasura. Spre- I can't even pronounce it properly, and they always give out to me for it. Spresasura. That's yeah. on Camden Street. To me, is fantastic the food quality is amazing every time I go there I go with a different person and I'm like you're only going to spend about 80 quid between two people and you will walk out absolutely stuffed and you'll have a bottle of wine in that 80 quid as well I just find for the prices do you think it's because maybe you uh you didn't get much pasta as a kid from your mom. Oh, that now it's idiot. Now I'm like, oh, what about this? There's seaweed pasta here, ma'am. Well, yeah. let me tell you now how my how my house has changed. I went home there recently, and my mom was making myself like I love fried cabbage. By the way, oh my god, oh, fried yeah. cabbage with a bit of bacon, all mashed up and together. Get some fried spuds as well from a frying pan that's not new. It has to be a really old granny style frying pan. You know those ones that, um. Your granny hasn't washed in years. It has all the ingredients from about 20 years. So that's yeah. my ideal ideal food. And my mom was making that one day for me, only recently. And then she started making pasta. I was like, mom, I am not, because she's weird food, food pairings. I was like, I'm not having pasta. She's like, oh no, that's for your sister. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, she, she won't eat that. She has to have pasta. And I nearly had, a, I, I, I nearly had heart failure because I said to mom, I was like, of all the years I've been here as a kid, if someone dared, dared, had a different dish than what you were making, you kicked him out of the house. And she was like, oh, I know, but she doesn't like the food. So it's mad how, you know, my mom is starting to eat that type of food now and likes that type of food. Whereas, you know, in the 90s, God, you'd never have pasta. Like lasagna, no. like oh. like we like we if we had lasagna, we got it from a delicatessen in Navan that had the tomato on top of the lasagna that had been there for ten days, and, and you know when you cut it and it's like a brick because it's so. It's been set. in the f- so set, but it's been there yeah. for so long, and that was the only time we ever had pa- uh, ever had some sort of pasta was the lasagna. Like never ever had the little pastas or the, you know. I remember having a spaghetti bolognese for the first time. I was like, this is unreal. I'm telling yeah. my mom about it. Even, do you know, I remember, she's not sagging off, but I remember um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was living in Milltown with two, I think it was, I was living with two friends at the time. And I think they were the ones who kind of brought me out of my shell and all that for everything. Uh, Eddie and Sean's their name. And um, we had, we used to watch Downton Abbey. 
and we used to get Thai food. And I was like, Thai food? What in the name of God is Thai food? <laughs> I just, I, and, and this is going back 2009, maybe 2010. And they used to have red wine with the Thai food. And I got into red wine. And that Christmas I went home and I said to my mum, you're going to like red wine. Oh, no, I won't go near it. Don't, don't like it. And now she drinks red wine. But the following Christmas we went home and she was like, I got red wine now for Christmas. And she bought six bottles of it and they were all in the fridge. She didn't know that you weren't supposed to, you know, put the red wine outside the fridge and actually nowhere near the fridge. So that yeah. just shows how much, you know, she knew about red wine. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um, I think... Yeah, in- so... What what would be your favorite takeaway? Because now you live in Donnybrook, so you've got loads of takeaways around you. Right. In Donnybrook, if I'm going for takeaways, Sanuk Thai is unreal. It's in Balls Bridge. Yeah. Uh, Romeo's is really nice. Um, the press up have a really nice uh, Chinese called uh, Rice, which is really nice. I've had it a few times there as well. Um, there's a place on, there's a place somewhere in Dublin too. I just know because I get out just eat. It's Chop Chop. It's incredible. Uh, Tara, Tara Kumar from 2FM told me about this before. A nice little life hack. Um, when you're getting a spice bag, get it with black bean sauce instead of curry sauce and it will change your life. And I've done that. It is unreal. But I can't not talk about a takeaway and talk about my, my favourite takeaway of all time and I have drove back to Navin for this on many occasions I haven't even gone to see my family I've just drove back to get the food and I go home is the China Garden in Navin it is the nicest curry sauce I have ever had in my entire life and I will talk about it all the time it's so so good I actually only said this to Keith I think it was maybe a week or so ago you had a tweet up and it was like the sliced breast oh Like, yeah. Do you know what really pisses me off, right? And I don't know what it is, right? There's a lot of Chinese places in Dublin and I don't yeah. like that cubed chicken. I want I the proper chicken. This place... real, those big chunks. Ugh, it's like gross, gross. Yeah. So I love going to the China Garden in Avon. Sliced breast chicken supper. There's mushrooms. There's onions. Yeah. And they also put a couple of peas into it. I don't know what the yeah. story is. But my God, if you ever are in Navin, go into the takeaway or even into the restaurant. Your one who owns it is called Michelle. She's a fantastic woman. And it's just, it is an institution. Tommy Tiernan talks about it. Hector talks about it. Anyone who's ever been to Navin or drove through Navin and has heard me talk about the food, they'll never go back. Sorry, they'll always go back, I should say. Sorry, they'll never. <laughs> they'll always go back. They'll always go back. Oh, but but the one thing is the mad thing about it is is that I only found this out recently. Um I was there having dinner and one of the girls I, I think the examiner interviewed me about it and they asked me about it. I said the China Garden and Avon and it got back to them. So I like I'd always go in there, but I wouldn't know you know, I I know their names, but I wouldn't know them. And um Michelle comes over and she's like, Thanks very much. We've actually got the thing framed fair play but she was like we actually have a mutual friend in common or a mutual and I was like who the hell? I didn't understand it turns out that a fellow who works in off the ball and news talk he is married to the lady who owns the China Garden's daughter and I was like that's mad and they're like yeah well look we're going to give you a drink on the house and um, we've also other news for you we also own JT Pim's in oh George's Street. So then that comes me then going to JT Pims and hounding them to get the curry sauce. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, um, I was only in JT Pims yesterday, and I actually said it to the guy, one of the one of the lads. I think the guy's name was Dylan that was there, and I was like, "Oh, look, I'm from Navan," and I was like, "Have you that got that curry sauce yet?" And I think I think it's Barry is the name of the the manager there, and right. I think they're going to try and do a thing for the Chinese New Year that Michelle from the China Garden is going to give them the ingredients, and they're going to do it. But and if they do, I and I'm telling you, I even told them I was like, "I'll say this on FM 104 for people just to go down who will never get to Navan to go in and taste the curry sauce." I, it, it's actually kind of like the Japanese katsu curry. I don't know what they do to it. It's thick. It's rich. It's you know, poured over the rice and the chick. Oh my god! I, yeah. <laughs> it was my birthday. It was my birthday on Sunday, and um, thank you. And my mom, we're we all for all of our birthdays, we always sit down and go there. And I was like, you know what, mom. I don't want to sit down. I just, I'd rather just to take away and just, you know, whatever. So we did that on Sunday and I had so, like, I, like, I must have had so much. I, I'm just, it's just amazing. So I think takeaways for me, the China Garden in Navin, yeah. it's outside of Dublin. But apart from that, Sanuk Thai is unreal. Um, I'm trying to think where else, like Mao's right beside me as well. It's quite good as yeah. well. But I think Sanuk yeah. is really good. Something about Sanuk is just gorgeous. Well, the next question I have here, it's a bit of an unusual question. I personally don't get this, but Olivia <laughs> totally gets this. You have a, an online fascination with funeral soup. Ah, uh, uh, I could do Easy. I could do a mastermind on it. I love it. Yeah. Is it because you like going to funerals? Funeral soup minus the sadness for me would be a fantastic thing in life that you can just go yeah. in, taste the soup. So I used to work, so um, right across the road from my house is a, a caterer. And uh, God rest him, he died there only recently, but his son has taken over. And um, when we were kids, you know, he'd always bring out some soup or goujons or, you know, like the, a 21st buffet or a 40th yeah. buffet and you would have the food. But the one thing I worked with him when I, when I was growing up was that I used to love going to the funerals because of the soup he used to make. And I just got me into this thing of, you know, funeral soup. It's that creamy, 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 thick vegetable soup. And like yeah. no bits in it. It's thick, but it has absolutely no bits in it. And it's just incredible. It's like that warm hug. It's just, I even thinking about it now, like I always like, I know the goat and goats tend do it sometimes. I, I think it's because again, I pressure them when I find it. I'm like, what soup is today? Vegetable. I was like, is there any bits in it? Like, no. Is it creamy? Yes. <laughs> Bring it out to me and I'll have two bowls of it. Like I could and drink I a bucket wanted, of it. I always wanted in, you know, the little bowl that has the two little handles each side. Oh, yes oh my god yes yes and, and the really crusty more. bread roll and the uh, maybe a bit of brown bread if you're lucky but just yeah. I, I love it um someone said to me that in little they have um you know the powder the powder soup oh, yeah. yeah it's about 20 cent or maybe 30 cent the vegetable farmhouse and that tastes like it as well oh, oh it's just, keith it's just i swear to god you're missing out it's just <laughs> <laughs> the nicest and don't give me this bloody tomato soup muck or no. all this soup. I, I want soup to be pure I don't like I don't want to be eating it I want a yeah. nice drinkable soup and oh yes vegetable <laughs> and it has to be ve vegetable yeah. anything more than that now it's a bit too notiony for my liking but funeral yeah. soup to me is just oh god 
oh, I'd love some now. This is the problem yeah, now. I'm going to start thinking about what, what, where can I get funeral? And it's usually carvery places that serve it. You know, I love a good carvery. You know, I, I like trying out carvery places. There's a, there's a place down in Dean's Grange, the Grange in Dean's Grange. They have a gorgeous carvery and they always have the soup. I think O'Neill's in town does the exact same thing as well. You got a place out in Temple Oak. Like I've gone to all of them because I love trying out carvery dinners to make sure their gravy's nice, their stuffing's nice. What's the ratio between the ham and the turkey? Is the skin of the turkey really crispy? Is the carrots really, really, you know, um, what, what could you say, you know, that they're soft? I hate like a really rough carrot. Are you going to have a potato gratin with it? Are you going to have mash? Are you going to have roast potatoes? Are you going to have fried cabbage? What? Oh my God, like, sorry. I, I just, to me now, that's my perfect life would be traveling around Ireland looking for the number one carvery. Because I think it would just. Unreal. I think it's. Uh, I think it's only when you go in to get a carvery and you have maybe a foreign workmate with you, <laughs> yeah. and the guy behind the counter goes, "So will you have cabbage? Will you have the meat? Will you have roast potatoes? Will you have chips? Will you have uh, normal mash and so <laughs> forth?" And then he'll see like an old man come up and he'll go, I just want a half portion today. But <laughs> yeah. the will be a tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Fagans, you know, out in Drumcondra. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to date this fella years ago and uh, he used to go there with his family. And his mam Dolores, lovely woman, she used to um, she'd say, look at this. Because uh, my dream is to have it all. And she yeah. was like, oh, she's like, why can't you have it all? And I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, in Fagans, I go in and save a bit of everything. And she gets a plate and she gets a bit of everything. She gets the ham, she gets the salmon, the turkey, she gets the roast beef. Now it's a slice of each, but it's yeah. everything in one plate. And it just, it made my, every time I drive past Vegas now, I'm like, I wonder did they still do that whole bold thing where you have everything in one, on one <laughs> plate. And um, I, I know another thing, sorry, I'm rambling now, but there's um. Uh, in the Grange in Dean's Grange before the chef came out one day and there was a skin of a turkey I was like I'll have the tiny bit of that skin it was really crispy he was like I'll make it even better for you he went in he got the skin of the turkey put it into the deep fat fryer came back out really crispy and he says now put your food into it and eat it like a wrap oh my god it was incredible I still think about it I, I still people think it's sick but I'm like no 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 putting all the best bits in together rolling it up putting a bit of gravy over it and eating it oh my god so good yeah, yeah. Sounds delicious. you have to try um if you haven't already the putin still have you been there no i haven't where's that oh, so it's out kind of kill uh kill oh i do know it i do know it yeah 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 i do i've never been but i, I do know it yeah oh epic carvery yeah. oh. you have to put it on your list yeah Oh, well, no. I think we're after sort of covering nearly every single dish now. <laughs> Can you see how my brain you. works now? Can you see how my brain works when yeah, it comes exactly. to food? My God. So final question, how are you going to be spending Christmas this year? Will you be back home in Navin? Yeah, I'll be back home. So we finish up work here on Christmas Eve. Um, I'm actually on all Christmas this year. I said I do. I'm going to take some time off in January, but I'll be home Christmas. So the plan is my mom boils the Christmas ham on Christmas Eve. So I will be at home Christmas Eve night. Big, thick bit of ham, batch bread, some brown sauce. Have that, couple of glasses of wine. Uh, so uh, Saturday morning for Christmas dinner, um, I'll start eating, I think, from nine o'clock. I'll go over to my neighbours who is the caterer, so they'll already have food. I'll have a bit of that, you know, potato croquettes and all that, the pigs and blankets. And then we'll have the dinner probably about maybe two o'clock and I will then have a Christmas sandwich that evening. So that is the plan. I'm doing nothing but having wine and food and probably turn my phone off. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Sounds perfect. A dream, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on to Taste Talks and sharing all of all your stories. We're going to wish you a very wonderful Christmas with your family. And let's hope that 2022 is a positive year. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Crossy. Thank you. Cheers. Well, that's it for another Taste Talks podcast. We really hope you enjoyed listening and that we gave you lots of food for thought. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a delicious episode. And do keep in touch with us on social media using hashtag Taste Talks. Until next time, make sure you try out some of the tastes we discussed this week. And if you're feeling generous, why not give us a five-star review? It will really help us grow and continue our Taste Talks journey. Bye Bye for for now. now.